0: Good afternoon or good morning or good evening everyone. Uh, thank you very much for attending uh, today's webinar. We're going to talk about the Trimble X7 3D laser scanner uh, best practice and recommendation for a successful first big project. So today I'm going to be with Yannick uh, Lujamboul from GeoTopo and myself I'm Arno Lesenek from Trimble uh, to talk about that. I decided to share an example a real-life example with you and explain what what happened in the field and how they got a, a successful first big project so Yannick can you please introduce yourself hi everyone my name is Yannick Lugainville I'm an application engineer at GeoTopo Trimble dealers in France So just a one-click uh, slide about uh, Geotopo. Uh, it's our, one of our dealers for France. They do like a half of France, so you can see offices in Paris and in Lyon. Also, yeah, I can hear from our accent. We are a little bit French, so uh, we try to speak with the best English we can uh, today. So uh, about myself. If I may introduce myself, of course, uh, my name is Arnold Zanek. I'm the market manager for 3D scanning at Trimble uh, Geospatial um, Sector. I started scanning a uh, few weeks ago. Actually, it was in 1997, so quite a few weeks, uh, by modeling a, a cave in the south of France. And uh, since then, I've been with uh, Menci, a so company uh, I started with, and then Trimble bought Menci. Uh, in, nine, in uh, 2003, so I've been with them uh, since then. So basically, it's my first job. Uh, but uh, in my first job, I occupied, like several positions in several countries. And uh, just the last uh, little one to show you the evolution of the technology and the evolution of, uh, of myself. So I think it's more interesting to focus on the technology and where we come from and where we are today the um, scanner, yes? Sorry, this is sorry. the um, we have a few problems with the audio. Some some people, can, can some people confirm that we are hearing? Yes. Is there any screen shared? And also apparently screen sharing. Is everybody hearing and seeing everything? Ah, okay. Todd has confirmed yes. hearing and visual and audio is all good. Sorry for- It's all good again. No problem, it's a live demo, so it's a live presentation, so... I'm sorry to interrupt, it. carry it on. No, 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 please, please, uh, no problem at all. So the agenda for today, uh, you can see the introduction, project description, uh, a few slides about the Trimble X7, then the field operations, and then I will do like a live demo of the software, and then we will present some results and some lessons uh, learned uh, from the people in the field. So introduction. So Geotopo, so Yannick and his team were approached by a client who wanted or needed to scan a full museum, uh, indoor and outdoor, Uh, it's located in a valley uh, near a river. So the location of the river is pretty important for the project because of flooding, uh, possible flooding. And actually it's a bad example, a good example, because recently, I think it was yesterday, uh, in the south of France, they got uh, lots of flooding. So you see and the client and that's important and ends the webinar today The client has never used a 3d scanner before and they have never used 3d point cloud too so they are really new to this uh, 3d scanning world so yannick and his team did a demo of the trimble x7 uh, 3d laser scanner and the perspective software in the office and then they process the data inside trimble business center um, that our office software and uh They did a good job, a client was convinced, and they placed an order for a system, so all good, and it could have been finished here. But because the client is new, scanning, and Geotopo has a lot of experience in 3D scanning, they decided to help them for the first project and give them some uh, tips, tricks, and recommendations. And that's gonna, and I will present you all this, this afternoon. So project description and goals. As mentioned before, the site is located in a flood zone. So the project needs to be georeferenced. It's what we call in France CC46. So if you're in the US, like a US state plane or in different countries, you can use your, uh, your local coordinate system. So it was CC46 for that one. Now the museum is fairly complex. Uh, as you know, museums are always like kind of complex. So there it's like three floors and many rooms uh, filled with different objects. So it's kind of busy. The plant is working for the department. So in France, we get like a 95 department and a bit more with a department outside of the continent. So that was one department. And they need to deliver at the end a DWG for topo plants of the outside, uh, building facades, elevation drawings, floor plans drawings to show also sort the of ceiling heights, the slab heights, and some volumes. They have three days on site. And again, it is their first project. They have never used a 3D laser scanner before. They have never worked with 3D point cloud before. And so, I decided to decided to, uh, to spend the first day with them on site to show them, how can I say in English, to show them the ropes as a 3D scanning world. So It was a good move. Uh, we will see after if it was a good move or not, but it was a very good move. So a few slides about the Trimble X7 3D laser scanner. So if you never heard about it, so just few slide about the Tremel X7. Uh, we call it simple, smart and professional. So it's going to deliver some uh, new innovations, also like some breakthrough technologies and features to deliver precise, efficient, in feed data collection. So that's very important for new users. And also instrument and data quality you can trust. So I will show you a like few little slides about all of this. Again, today's goal is about a project. So, but just wanted to share a few things about uh, Trimble X7, like the reliable field workflow, intuitive, I think that's very important, intuitive perspective software to operate, manage, view and validate your scan data. And uh, I used to be in sales and instead of sometimes reading a slide, I always want the people to experience by themselves the technology. And that will make a big difference. So if you never use a Trimble X7 scanner, I encourage you to do so. It's a very lightweight as well, so I used to travel a lot. So I was taking the X7 with me inside the plane. Of course, today we cannot really fly too much. But previously, it was a, a very good way to travel with the X7 in the backpack inside the plane. A smart, a very smart scanner. Actually, we get some breakthrough innovations. A new X-Drive uh, that's going to enable us to do automatic calibration. So for the different angles, horizontal, vertical, side, as well as distance for each scan so you're confident that your scan are always according to specifications we also have the trimble registration assist for full and i think it's very important to mention that for full automatic registration refinement reporting and export in the field so basically you don't need to go back to the office Uh, you can do everything from the tablet in the field we also have an automatic survey grade level compensation so important for people who are not surveyors because sometimes you don't really know how to level the scanner. So if you're between plus minus five degrees, your scanner will be automatically leveled with a three arc second accuracy. So three arc second is correspond to zero point three millimeter at twenty meter to translate a little bit. And also you can up, uh, use it like upside down. So we have some people doing like tank and they scan them from the top. So they have to place the scanner like a upside-down, basically. And also, uh, you can use it with tablet or one-button workflow. Uh, And the last slide about the Trimble X7, is IP55. Something also very interesting for new users. It comes with a two-year warranty. It's always nice to to have this. Uh, You can read the rest. Uh, Something important for me, because I spent all my life in the field, I used to work in northern Canada sometimes in the winter and I used to be based in the Middle East. So the minus 20 plus 50 is a big bonus now uh, compared to what we had in the past. And just some little specs uh, for you. So of course, at the end, I will show you a link where you can get all the data set, uh, sorry, the data sheet, sorry, and all those information related to the Trimble X7 if you're interested. So it was just a few slides to break the ice, if I should say. So now let's go back to the project about field operations. So GeoTopo recommended to the client to start a project by the outside. So you can see some little view here. So first what they did, because the project needs to be georeferenced, they placed some nails. So you can see on the right inside side of a photo with some nails with some paint on the ground. And they measure them with a Trimble R12, and GNSS receiver and the Trimble X7. So you can see a photo of the Trimble R12 the Trimble X7. Um, the software is on a, on a regularized tablet, so they could connect to both, uh, both the system uh, together. So they could measure a point with a GNSS and then scan uh, those points. And in order to scan those, so, as I said before, they're useful for georeferencing. It was a flood zone. And also, as Jotopo mentioned, and the client as well, several times that using the Trimble R12 and the Trimble X7 together was a very, very good solution. And I think maybe there was maybe a third very, but Yannick might, sorry, uh, mentioned that to us. <coughs> Excuse me. So for the OSI scan, they made sure the X7 could scan the flags of the control points. So what they did in the field is they put some flags, like physical flags, on the nails. It was easier after to recognize those points in the, in the point cloud. And then, with a Trimble perspective software, you have a tool called annotation. And that tool annotation, you can mark also the point in the software. So you can make like a, a parallel between the physical world and the digital world. So it helps a lot because, as you know, you have people doing the survey in the field, and the people in the office are not always the same. It's a good way to make sure that, uh, for example, point AST3 is going to be paired with point AST3 uh, back in the office. So very useful and that was very important for the success of the mission as well. So okay. as an example, uh, again, always insist, it's always good to try to make a parallel between the physical world and the digital world. So physically in the field, they put some paint with number six and then they tag the point in the software with the same name. So Very good for relation between both walls. Another example from different station, station four. You see also some annotation inside the building. I will explain this uh, in a few seconds. So also to help them to be successful, uh, stations were made into a traverse mode. And roughly uh, every 10 meters, so every 30 feet, and then you can see like some of the stations for, from station 137 to 138 to 139, 140, like this. And then you can note that some stations they have like different numbers, like stations 392 and stations 393, 390, but they're still linked to station like 138. So why, why did they do this in the field? So they did that because in fact, those station are starting station for the inside so it means that they went from 137 or 141 went inside the building and then when they went out so sorry when they're still inside they stop with station uh, 391 for example and in order to link the inside with the outside they made station 392 that was linked with 391 but then also linked to 138 so your traverse is much tighter like this so once you do a refinement you refine the outside and the inside together with multiple links. So it's like a skeleton that's more tight, and then your refinement will be much more accurate. We will speak a bit more about this, uh, about that technique that also was very uh, helpful for the success of the mission. So it's basically what I said between uh, the main traverse outside and some traverse outside for better refinement. So it's one technique. So, for the inside scan also, there are several recommendations uh, were made to the customer. So, first of all, and I think that's very important for people who start in scanning, don't start by scanning like this and pressing your button and scan, 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 scan. If the project is complex, it's always a good idea to first walk and analyze the site. It doesn't take too much time, but at least, and again, if you're new, it will help you to try to figure out how you're gonna plan your scan sequence. So that was the first advice, and it's a very good advice. Also, they did an intensive use of the labels. So what are labels? Internal perspective software, you can label your scan. So if you scan the first floor, you can say scan one to 10 on the first floor. Scan uh, 20 to 40 on the second floor, and so on so. So you can tag your scan by floor. If it's like connections between floors, like for stairs, for room, it's a big room in addition to the floor label. so you can have like a two label for one station. I will show you again uh, in a few seconds a live demo. I hope the uh, the flow will be good with the internet. Also also intensive use of the annotations. So again, to link the physical world with the digital world, you can make some annotation in the software. So by example, by for uh, example, sorry, for the room name, if the door is closed, If you have any problems, if something is broken, you can mark it in the field. Because you're in the field, you can see physically. Then in your scan, you can mark the the point of interest, like a broken window or broken door, whatever it is. And then the people in the office, or even your client, will also be able to relate to what you saw in the field. So it's very important to share the information between the field and the office, and between the field and the client, basically. Uh, it costs nothing, it just takes like a few seconds. So while you make a scan, you can actually make your annotations while you scan. So you can do like a, do some multitasking. you gonna get a, sweet, a sip of water, sorry. It's not very warm today, but still. So I, I will also show you this in a live demo. So labels, as I said, are very important uh, to look at yourself also, to check the registration on your next steps. So just on a snapshot here. very slow today's internet. I can see that the flow is very slow. Maybe many people in my building connected to the internet. Uh, so some stations, a bit of a spaghetti uh, workflow here, so another workflow they did. You can see the different levels uh, like outside on the right inside. So basically when you click on one of them, it's like a filter. If you just want to filter the station that have a label outside, you click on it, it will only display those stations. So very useful if you have like multiple levels to see where you are, or if you do like, uh, several days of scanning, can be very helpful for you to see what you did, where you are today, and uh, where you want to go. So very useful filters again. And also, you can also filter by uh, clicking on the top here. And see also all your sorry all your labels, and then select the one you want to to display. Again, I will do a live demo. Hopefully, it's going to be a good one. So, also inside, after walking the site, it was also decided to move the scanner along the walls in order to create like a main traverse. So we will see, I think, the next slide like this. So sorry, a main traverse like this. And then when they move inside to scan, it's they move inside to scan the several rooms. So you will see here, uh, they went from station 27, 28, 29, 30, like inside the room. When they go outside, they go to station 31. So that's the main traverse here. So maybe highlight all this. So in red, like the main traverse. And once they go in, it's like a secondary traverse. Like when say, when they stop at station 30, they will go back after to station 31. 31 will be linked with station 27, not with station 30. So if we remove that big line, you can see it a bit more clearly now. So your sequence of scan is much nicer. You can see all those things here. Uh, we try to show you this also in a live demo. So you see it's a bit more clean than if we looked at uh, that one. So I've got many slides back. I hope it's gonna refresh. Nicely in a few seconds. So it's very slow. I shouldn't do all my move like this. So from that spaghetti uh, traverse to a, a nice one. Wow, it's very slow. My apologies to everyone. Okay, I'm back to where I wanted to stop here. So the main traverse and the secondary traverse. And also when possible, Uh, yannick recommended to the client to open the windows before scanning to also link the inside with the outside so not only the station but also the point cloud so if you look here it's a one station so you can see for station 68 in a few seconds hopefully it's gonna refresh okay you can see the inside and the outside so just open the window to link the different stations I another example like this one. So whenever possible, they also open the windows to always scan the inside and the outside, or the outside with the inside. So more common point uh, between inside and outside. So they're useful also for refinement at the end. Oops, animation here. So also it was important for them to to try to place a scanner because there is many rooms, many doors. So to link the different rooms with the main traverse, it was decided to place the scanner under the frame of the door as much as possible for the passage, the passage to go from uh, to go inside. So the door was open and then closed for the scan inside. So the main traverse is 27 to 31, 39, secondary traverse to 32, and then I'm not saying English, but a third traverse, a multiple third traverse to do like the different rooms inside. And once it's done, go back to 39, and 39 is going to be linked with 31. So very useful also in the field to see where you are and to not be lost. That's very important. It's so easy to, to scan and scan and scan, and quickly you can get lost or forget what you did and didn't and lose your path. So that's the example of the insides. Uh, it was a taller, so maybe not the best example here uh, that I picked. But anyway, they are to scan it, so that's part of the job. And here you can see the result of the point cloud. So with a door that were closed and then open so to create a passage between the main traverse to the inside. So always like to, the planning also is very important. Uh, if it's like a small project, let's say like a 50, even 100 scan, it's kind of easy. And this project, it's not a it's not a big big scan. It's not a big big project. Some people do sometimes like 2,000 scans or even more. That one like 400 scans, 405 scans. But remember, it's the first time these people use a 3D laser scanner, so it's always good to get some uh, to get some good habits when you do all those uh, things. So they also decided to capture images for each scan. So each scan also that's important. They were registered to another one in the field, and on the fly. So every time they make the scans, they make sure the automatic registration worked. And in some cases, because they were new, maybe they moved too far, the angle was not the best. Uh, Automatic didn't work at the first time, so they could use what we call the speed view, where you can pick two points, two command scan, and then make the merging in the field. And you can do all this while you scan. So you don't need to wait for the scan to be finished. You can do all of this while you while the scanner is scanning, so you don't waste your time. You don't you don't waste your time basically. You just make sure that everything is connected correctly in the field on the fly, and that's very important. Because it's so easy to say, "Ah, oh, we we'll do it later in the office," but once you start to have to multiply the scans, it's very easy to forget that you didn't do one. And once going to be back in the office, you might be in trouble. Maybe not you, but maybe the other people in the office. So try to fix. Uh, In the field because you can do it and it takes no time to do it. So please do it It's my recommendation anyway, and also the project was uh, refined in the field and the export also was made uh, in the field the client just wanted the E57 so they could just do it straight in the field. I will show you the different export we can do also So project presentation. So I'm going to try to show it to you live. I hope the connection will be okay. Maybe, Sophie, you can help me if it's too slow. Hopefully, it will not be too slow. So can you see the software, Sophie? Yes, we can. I can. Perfect. So it was the start of the project. So you can see from station 1 to 2 to 3 and 4. And then you can see the the travels going inside. So the main drivers, four, five, six, seven, nine, and so. And then when they go inside, you see also they could do what we call annotation. There are some French areas that the entrance. They could also tag that the first room was entrance. This one is room number two, for example. Then they go to room number three. So always important to link the physical world with the digital, with the digital world. My English is terrible today, my apologies. Then go like this, follow your travels. And then, for example, here is the tag for South 19 because it's station 19, went 2021. 20, then did the two other rooms. But once you went to station 26 and you walk back to the corridor here, do you know from which station you can connect to? So the tag here was to let them know it was a tag on the software. But also, if you want, you can place a tag in the field with the same annotation. That, uh, once you're done with those rooms, you will will need to connect to station 19. So software here at the bottom, you can also by default register to the last station, but also you can pick the station you want to register to. So when they went to that spot, it was station 27, they could say, I want to register to station 19 and start the scan. And after the scan is finished, automatically, automatically, sorry, station 27 will be connected with station 19. To allow that nice travels like this. Uh, other type of the dining rooms. And something I wanted to show you uh, this one is a kind of complex here, many rooms. But here, when they moved to station 47, a door was locked. So if we go to the station view of station 47, I don't know if you can see in a few seconds, I'm going to wait a little bit for the update. It's extremely slow. I don't know why. But you can see the door was, was locked. So, what they did, they did tag that, that point with a, a tag like no key, uh, station 47. So, no key for that one. And station 47 means that they will need to connect after to station 47 when they come back uh, in the field. So, what they did after, you see they went from station 47, went 48, 49, 50, and so on. so. Once someone came back with a key, they could open the door and then go back to Station 51. Oh, sorry. And go to the inside Station 51, and then open the door, and they could make the scan from the inside to the outside to link the stations together uh, automatically afterwards. So it seems to be simple, but uh, it's very powerful actually because it's so easy to forget that that door was closed. And maybe forget to scan all those rooms afterwards. So just little tips, uh recommendations that you can do with the Trimble Perspective software. And Yannick did that with uh with his with his clients, sorry. So to adjust a little uh, view like this, of course, with a perspective, you can also see your point cloud in 3D. So here we don't display all the points, it's like a preview, but all the scans are correctly uh, registered together. So the registration is finished at this stage here. Uh, You can take all type of uh, measurements if you want to, like uh, areas, uh, if you need to, to do it in the field. So all type of measurements that are available to you. So like a quick uh, area measurement in the field. Something like this. So if you go to a station view, maybe I will pick station 20 to see what it looks like. Sorry. <clears throat> so in that one, if you wanted to know quickly the height uh, from the ceiling, they wanted to to know this after in the field. Some quick tools to make some uh, quick measurement in the field on your tablet. Of course, it's in meters here, so sorry, but 2.94 meters could be in feet if you want to change your units. But very simple tool that were used uh, in the field. So if I just go back to the presentation now. So it was a full project here. You can see the outside and the inside, all the scans together here, that were all linked uh, together in the field. And then, sorry, before doing this, I'm going too fast sometimes. I just wanted to show you one little thing inside Perspective Software. Before you, you go, you can do your finalize and export project. Just wait for the, re- to the, for the refresh to operate. Maybe some people watching movies in my building, they take all the internet, sorry. Oh. So you can refine your project. You can colorize the point cloud also, make some panorama if you want to, and also export straight from your tablet. So when you export, you have those different export here. So TDX is a tumble format also like TCF, also Trimble or E57, PTX, LAS, POD, or ReCap uh, directly from the tablet. So you don't need a ReCap license to do that export. You can do it straight away if you want to go to a ReCap export. So your project has been registered, refined, and you can export straight from the tablet. You don't need to go to an office software. You don't need to, sorry, to transfer the data to a laptop. You can do all this. From your tablet. And Yannick did all this with a 405 scan uh, on his tablet. So it just takes a little water, my sorry. Okay. Sorry for the interruption. If I go back to my uh, project here. So in TBC, so the different steps in TBC, because they wanted to do also, like some, uh, as I said, some floor plans, some building innovation drawings. So, first thing they did, so tbc so is trimble business center is office software we use in trimble also with trimble real work software it depends what you want to do afterwards so they could import the fully registered and refined TDX in the cc46 coordinate system then they decided to do the coloring and the panorama creation in the office that was a choice they made they made the geo referencing and they made some classification so Classification, internal business center, it's like automatically, it's gonna extract for you the walls, the ceiling, uh, the ground inside. If you're outside, it's gonna extract for you the floor, the trees, the poles, the signs, the buildings. So instead of doing uh, manual segmentation, and trust me, manual segmentation takes a lot of time. When you can automatically classify your point cloud, it saves uh, sometimes days uh, for a big project. Then they also made some region, so for the different rooms they wanted or the different facade they wanted to to model they made some sections as well and some also projection and once everything was done they made some export it was basically the workflow they used if you want more information about it you can contact me or contact Yannick. we'd be more than happy to share uh, all this with you so some results so unfortunately uh, France, uh, we will like, contain for two months, like uh, many other countries. We've been uh, released, I may say so, uh, on Monday, so two days ago. So the client, they didn't have the time to finish uh, producing the, the results. So it will come uh, soon. But in the meantime, during the containment, they got a training on a Trimble Business Center uh, by Yannick to show them how to use the data they collected in the field and how to produce like a result at the end. like those auto-projections, those cross-sections and all those things. So just a quick snapshot of what they did. So some cross-sections of the building, uh, some of the rooms they did, as well as some uh, other sections of the different uh, levels. So all this, again, you can see all those point clouds were connected automatically in the field and refined. I really insist because it's, uh, it's very important when you can do it. And uh, it saves a lot of time after back in the office. So some example and that they did, it was uh, another project from Yannick uh, of a building facade and a floor plan. And in Trimmer Business Center, you can do your cutting plane then you can do some drafting and with the drafting basically you could produce your building innovation uh, results as well as your floor plans i hope it's gonna come extremely slow i'm so sorry and something i would like to pinpoint is on the floor plans you see the rooms are tagged. when you when you produce a floor plan to your client you're gonna tag your rooms and that's similar to what they did in the field with the annotations. But they did annotations for the different rooms with the proper name. When you have this already in the office on your point cloud, it can also help you to uh, to produce your uh, your drawings out as well. Sorry, afterwards. So always a relation between the physical, the digital, and even the paper plan. So relations is very important when you share information uh, between different formats. So some lessons learned uh, by them. It's not by me, by them. So the list was uh, the tablet that could handle those, uh, that project in the field. Uh, they didn't have any issue with it. Uh, importance of planning the scans in advance. Uh, you need a logical order. And that's, I think, very important and key to be followed all the time, even if it seems faster in the field to do otherwise. It's so easy, trust me, I did so many projects in my life to, to go like this and then go, oh, sorry, you cannot see my hands, but you go one way and then jump another way and you can easily get lost. So if you have a plan, like the connection I was showing between the different stations, try to follow your plan. It's going to save a lot of time afterwards. It seems to be faster in the field if you don't do it, but uh, maybe not after. Of course, it depends on the size of your project. If it's like a 10 scans, then you do whatever you want. Also importance of registering everything in the field, uh, important for a big and complex project. Important also to be trained and to train the client even it's very easy to use. The uh, perspective software is very intuitive. You take it, you make your scan, you connect all your scans together, and it's super nice. But never forget the good habits. Uh, if you start to do like a bigger project with different floors, organization is important. And some little tips, tricks like uh, labeling your scans, making some annotations, will save you lots of a headache, a possible headache afterwards. So If you can do it, just do it, it's free of charge and it saves a lot of time. All right. Also important to recommend also the best computer configuration to the client once back in the office. So it's one thing to collect data, but once you finish with collecting data, refining the data, the project is not over if you want to produce like a 3d model or go to beam or do auto photo if you start to have like a billions of points it's always good to recommend the best laptop or computer configuration because the job doesn't finish at the data collection it's finished once your client is happy so also for you to be happy to manage your point line it's always good to to know uh, or to be to get recommendations for the best computer possible for your needs. Also important to recommend the best office software. So in Trimble, we get Trimble Business Center, Trimble RealWorks software as well. So there are two very good software for managing point clouds. But some are better if you use like survey data, some are better if you use like 3D modeling. So you can talk to your dealer and they can recommend you the best software to use for your needs. It's also very important. And uh, finally, Yannick mentioned that, <clears throat> excuse me, such project was too complex to not be done with a true in-field registration. So, for him and for them, the Excel was the best, the best choice. Sorry for the job. It would have been too complicated and too long in the office if they had picked a different solution. Uh, remember, it's important: field and office people are not always the same ones. And also because those people were new into scanning. It was important for them for quality control, quality insurance, that all the scans were re- uh, registered in the field. Because if they had to go back afterwards to the field, maybe it's not possible. And they would have been maybe lost also. So it was for them very useful when they leave the job site that the project was correctly registered. And now the only thing they have to in mind is to produce results for their client. So, that was also uh, very important for them. And then just uh, one more slide about the Trimble scanning portfolio, if I may, for a few minutes. So, the Trimble TX6, the X8, the Trimble X7, and the Trimble SX10, which is a, a scanning total station. So, it can do, uh, it's a one second total station that can do uh, extremely good uh, scanning as well. So. Just some few slides about the differences between them. Of course, if you're interested, you can contact me or contact your, your dealers, local dealers. They will be more than happy uh, to show them to you, organize a demo or whatever you whatever you need. And uh, it's a nice little snapshot I took from uh, several customers now. Maybe in a few seconds you will see it. Of uh, different ways the X7 was used in the field for different applications, or so even on a robot, uh, upside down, uh, to scan some snow resort or all type of uh, different applications like this. And uh, if you want to know more about it, Sophie, who is on the line, did, if I can find it, oh, I think I closed it. Sorry, I will try to open it afterwards. Just give me one second. a lot. I don't know if you can see now the screen in a few seconds. not that one, there's a website called geospatialx 7tumblecom I invite you to visit it. It was uh, fantastically made by Sophie. Uh, you can have you have like many uh, movies about the uh, X7, the different benefits, uh, information about the instrument, the data sheet. Uh, information about the automatic calibration, the self leveling, Trimble registration assist, and uh, all the software we can, that can be used, about perspective software, more information, comparison, if you want, between the different hardware we have at Trimble, and uh, all those different things. So, yes, I invite you to visit that uh, website to a special x7.trimble.com. It's, uh, it's a very nice one. And if I may to finish, to be on time, if there's any questions, you can ask all your questions to Yannick. He's going to be more than happy to answer them. Or you can also ask them to me, of course. Uh, you can send me an email and I will uh, answer your question. Or I can also forward your question to your local dealers. But uh, that's it for me. I hope it was informative. I'm sorry for the internet. It was very slow. so. I couldn't show everything I wanted to show because it was too slow with internet. I'm very sorry for this. So if you have any questions, uh, we'll be more than happy to answer them. Otherwise, you can send me an email if you want to. So there is some question about, did we use some uh, spheres or target? So the answer is no. There was no use of spheres or target in the field. It was a choice from Yannick. Does the computer become too slow for automatic registration? Uh, the answer is no. Uh, as I said, Yannick did a project with 405 uh, scans. They had no issue. Uh, the first, I think when we released, maybe there was a little bit of issue, but everything was solved now. So it's uh, no problem. And Yannick, if you want to say anything, please jump in anytime. Uh, a better tablet, be a recall for perspective. Uh, no, David. Uh, Tremel T10 is uh, really good for it. Uh, also, yes, if, you, if it's your first time to the Tremel T10, we made uh, a PDF to explain the best settings uh, to use on the tablet. So it will enhance your experience in the field. And if you never use a Tremel X7, I really encourage you to contact your local dealer to organize like a demo and experience the Tremel X7 in the field. Uh, sorry, I'm reading the question. Yes, so registration was is made by IMU, so there is an IMU built inside the chamber X7. But, so, but we use also the technique with a point cloud, uh, so some algorithm coming from uh, our office software that were implemented inside the Trimble perspective software. So we use both the IMU and the, and the points to register in the field. And as you said. When to scan so there is many ways to register scans together david uh so you can do like by picking points or, or uh, many other examples sorry <clears throat> i need to drink some water i'm very sorry it's too early anyway to drink something else than water but anyway uh, in this case we need a common scan surface uh, so i'm reading a question from omar I just wanted to stand I heard the question was my IMU need scan So I yes, IMU we use a lot, Omar and uh, the puncture as well. Register so, in perspective in So register in perspective on the field, was at the same time as a capture? The answer is yes. So David, the Trumal X7 is like a multitasking scanner. So if one day you do a, you see a demo if you use it, basically what you can do, uh, you're on your first scan, you launch your scan. Nothing you can do is the first scan. Once you move to scan number two, you can launch the scan number two while you launch scan number two. The software will download the scan from station number one. So once the so the downloading is coming, but at the same time you do the scan of station two. And once your download is finished, the scanner is still scanning. You can make annotations, and so on. Then you move to station number three. So when you station number three. What's going to happen? You're going to launch scan number three. The software will download scan number two. And once scan number two is downloaded, it will register automatically scan number two with scan number one while you do scan number three. I hope it's clear. It's also multitasking. So basically, there is no, you don't have to wait for a scan to be over for the software to launch the registration between the scans. So if you never saw it, please have a look. It's very impressive. And they're useful too. So let me read the question. Uh, do you face any issue on auto registration between two stations? Condition let station one is kind of level, but station two is not level. Uh, no, Ricky is gonna So you can tilt the scanner up to 45 degrees, and still it's gonna level with the uh, previous station. And as I mentioned, if you're plus minus five degrees it's gonna be, your scanner will be automatically leveled with a three-act second accuracy. And uh, so, as I said, you can go up to 45 degrees and even like upside down, plus minus five degrees, you're gonna be leveled and plus minus and upside down, you can go also like 45 degrees away. So it give you, uh, your scanner can be fairly well slanted. Uh, so how to operate the traverse. Or just arm, um, this config in perspective, or do you configure it all in TBC? So basically, David, you do all this like uh, in the field, uh, all your traverse. It's not like a traverse on the sense of a total station where you feel like a backside foresight, but you're gonna link your station backside foresight in a way, so your stations are kind of prisms, if I may say so. It's difficult to explain like this is if i had a scanner if i was in front of you will be uh will be easier so maybe we should organize uh, for the next webinar sophie uh, some live demo to show the people how we connect those scans together so to give you a better image uh, a, f- a view uh how it's done in the in the field but also if you want to see a live demo please again uh, i insist try to locate your dealer if you don't know your dealer you can send me an email and I will put you in touch also with them. long distance last project X, Yes, so David, the the project took... uh, How many were in the field working on the scan was the only output for the client to debug So the project took three days. Uh, Again, it was the first project for those people. So the first day, they spent a lot of time to learn the software. They never used it before uh, to learn the ropes of the project. And I think Yannick could maybe correct me if I'm wrong, but it's 405 scan. So they did it in three days. Maybe it could have been done in two days. Uh, of course, had kind of long days. Uh, they're very strange French people. They didn't break for lunch. It was very unusual for us, but they had to do that project in three days. So they, that may maybe longer days than usual. And the output of was yes, was a DWG file. Do you recommend a geolocation system to combine with the X7 scanners? Uh, Francisco, it really depends on the end result. Sometimes there is no need to be georeferenced. Sometimes it needs to be. So really you have to, again, it's very important when you start a project to ask all the questions to your client. What do they need at the end? It can also help you to define the density of your scans. Maybe your scanner can scan a point every one millimeter. But if they just want to do like a floor plan, you don't need to scan with a huge density. So always ask the question what the people need at the end to adapt also for your scanning density, a number of scans, if you need to be geo or not. So uh, please ask a question. And uh, is the floor plan you show uh, now being generated automatically? I cannot see all the question, but uh, I cannot see all the text here. But the floor plan so was not made automatically. The cross-section was made automatically, and then we have some CAD tools to uh, to link the dots together and to produce a floor plan. So, Ricky, if you want more information about this, sorry, you can uh, send me an email if you want, and I can pass it over to Yannick, and we'll be more than happy to answer your question. So, yeah, uh, it useful to use the location system. Yes, Francisco will be very useful for sure uh okay david i know you now. i think uh, what is the minimum overlap percentage for both stations to do registration i cannot see all the text so the overlap percentage uh, anu? yes anu, there is a window so the question is what is the minimum overlap percentage for both station to do registration okay it's just it doesn't need to be a, a it depends on the environment so if you like inside if for the, the ceiling and the walls, a small overlap is enough. If you're outside, you might need a bigger overlap. So it's very difficult to give you a straight answer because it really depends on the on the site. But you don't need too much overlap because the IMU will also help you uh, for the orientation of your scan, and your scan will be level too. And uh, in case, just in case, you went too far away uh, from station. 21 to station 22. You went too far away, and it didn't register in the field. Sometimes it's faster because one scan takes a bit more than one minute to make another station in between, and then link those scans together. Uh, I found it was sometimes faster to do this than trying to do it uh, manually in the field. So, or if you don't want to do an additional station, you can basically pick two points. In common between two stations, so we don't need too much overlap for this. Of course, your two points mustn't be on the same plane or very close to each other with different angles, and then it will be it will register for you uh, afterwards. So yes, Ahmed, uh, question is in French. I will answer in English. Sorry. So yes, uh, it was it was not using a total station, just with a scanner to give you a, a straight answer. That was what was decided for the project. Of course, if some people want to use uh, some targets and total station in the field, they can. But in that case, there was no need. There was no need because remember what I showed you, when they did the scan, they opened the window to link the inside with the outside. Also, they tried to link the inside station with the outside station. So a physical, not physical link, but a digital link. So when they launched a refinement, all this was uh, connected together. And Yannick, if I'm correct, you can stop. Uh, correct me if I'm wrong. So re- the full refinement at the end was 3.5 millimeter. Is it correct, Yannick? Is it correct? Yeah. Okay. So the full refinement provided a 3.5 millimeter uh, result at the end with no target. So the scan level, it said it's uh, one minute. 30-second uh, scan uh, time uh, per run. But it, again, it was inside, it was a short distance, and the goal was to make floor plan. It was not to detect cracks or stuff like that. So if the goal was to scan like small pipes, maybe they will have to scan with more density. But in that case, there was no need to do this. I think I answered all the questions. If you yeah. have more questions, please, Don't hesitate to send me an email. I will answer them. Or if I don't answer them, someone else will do. But we will get back to you. It's a promise uh, that we do. Hope you enjoyed. Uh, Visit the website. Uh, Contact your dealers for demos. Uh, If you have more questions, please contact me or Yannick. Uh, Thank you very much for your time. You have a great evening or morning or afternoon, uh, everyone. And thank you, Sophie, for your help and thank you, Yannick. Thank you, Arnold. You're welcome. Bye bye. Bye bye.